right? Reading, understanding. And some of us, we just read and understand, but we don't do that part that you just said. We don't apply it. And whenever we don't apply it to our lives, amen, then we don't show that we really, oh, help me somebody. See, it's not just promises. It's precious what? Promises. Are are y'all with me? He says what? It's precious promises. He says, seeing that what? God has for these has been granted to us precious and what? So not only is the promises precious, but that word magnificent means that it's great. The greatness of the promises because of the one making, hello somebody, the one what? Making the what? The promise. Now let me say this to you. You say, well, what does this all have to do with discernment? If you don't have the word, if you don't see how magnificent and how valuable it is, then how can you, because it's only through the study and practice of the word of God can you develop discernment. See, what is discernment? What is our definition? The, the discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth. Not, listen, not saying, oh, I feel something wrong with her. You know, she may be having a bad day. You, you, you with me? So it's about you developing the ability to know truth from what? Error. To know whether you're sitting under a false teacher, hello somebody, or you're being taught the wrong things. Are y'all with me tonight? Look what he says. He says, he has granted to us. Now if you back up to verse 3, back up to verse 3. He is granted to what? What does it say there in the, beat, the, the C part of the verse? Seeing that his divine power has what? Now go to verse 4. For by these things he is granted to who? Who is the us? Believers. This is not for everybody. And so if I'm going to be a person who has spiritual discernment, I have to understand that God has given us something. The word granted there means that he has bestowed it upon you as a gift. Watch this. I read out the NLT the other day about Paul's take on salvation, right? You know, some people think they have to work to be saved. Your works cannot, watch this, watch this. Your works cannot save you because if you work, you get paid. But when you receive a gift, you do nothing for it. So salvation is a free gift that God has given to you and it is precious and it is powerful. But you and I must understand that in order for us to live the... You know what? I don't believe we're, we're, we're living according to the promises. Because if we were really living according to the promises, we would not trip the way we do. Come on, help me somebody. Am I talking to myself? 
Seriously, we would not panic. We would not, we would not fall apart because we'll say, first of all, God, I'm standing on this. Your promises are precious. Not only are they prompt, they're precious, but they're magnificent. And because it is magnificent and because it is precious and you have given it to me as a gift. Look what he says. He has bestowed it upon us. Watch this. So that, watch what he says. So that by them you may become partakers of the what? Hey. He says now that as a result of the promises, what's been bestowed upon you, right? You and I now, we are, let me tell you what the word partaker means. You are now a partner. (laughs) We are, watch this. We are partners in the promise. We are partners in the kingdom. We are partners with God in his kingdom. And as a result of that, amen, we share or partner with his divine nature. So in other words, if you begin to have a biblical worldview and develop discernment, your nature will begin to change. See, by nature, we are sinners. Hello, somebody. But by his divine will, when he saved us, we become partners of a divine nature. Y'all with me? Go, go to Romans chapter 3 real quick. Let me, just, let me just show you where you were before. Go to Romans chapter 3. Verse 10, I want to show you the nature that we had. Amen. Somebody read it for me. Verse 10. This is what we call the nothetic effect of sin. The nothetic effect of sin. There's none righteous, not what? Even one. So that's the nature that we had before Christ. But now as believers, we are sharing in his divine. We are partners in his promise. We are partners in his nature, but we are also partners in praise. We're partners in the kingdom of God. That's who we are. And the problem with us, saints, when we leave this church and we hit our vehicles and we hit the block, okay, all of everything that we've been taught, it just fades away like the matrix. We go right to McDonald's and we forget. Hello, somebody. Tuesday night, they got Popeye special tonight. We forget who we are. 
And this is what has been going on with most of our disciples of Jesus Christ. This is why I wanted you to, I connect with the word so that you can discuss it and find out what is your, what are you struggling with tonight? How, why are you struggling so much to connect it to your life? Why is it so hard for you to see clearly? See? When you are a partner, he says, none is righteous, right? Verse 10, verse 12, all have turned aside together and become useless. There's none who does what? This is our own nature. There's none, not even what? Their throats is an open grave. With their tongues, they keep what? The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of what? That's the nature we were in. Listen. Some of you go through your testing and you fail. Because you're not really in tune with who you are as a believer. And here's what happens. Because you don't have spiritual discernment, the enemy lures you in. He pulls you in. He puts the bait out there and he says, yeah, uh uh-huh, the church ain't doing nothing for you. God ain't good, you know. And he just lures you. He said, the better thing to do is just be by yourself. Go on and get you a blunt. Roll up that swisher. Drink, you know, get you a drink. Yeah, I'm going to solve this problem. This, yeah, here's the only way. Uh, this is how I clear my mind. Now watch this. Here you are, a person with a divine nature going back to the old nature. I believe most of us, it's an issue of our thinking. And this is what biblical discernment does. It changes our thinking. Watch this. We know all of that. We know about renewing the mind, but when it comes time, when it comes, when it comes game time. Hey. Listen, I said this last week. Many of us are comfortable with auditing the Christian life. We don't want to do the work. You can go to school. And you're either going to get the credits and get the degree or you can get comfortable with just auditing with no expectations, without taking the exams, without doing the work. And that's the kind of Christian life some of us are living. We're just auditing the Christian life. See, but as, as a person that's developing discernment, you are saying to yourself, listen, I have the mind of Christ, but not only that, but I'm, I'm a partner in this thing. You are not just a member. You are a partner of this church. Come on and help me somebody. If you have given to this church, if you have served in this church, if you've worshipped in this church, if you've placed your membership in this church, and if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are not just nobody. You are a partner in the divine things of God.